1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It is the league leaders against the beaten cup finalists at Ibrox As Rangers welcome Aberdeen Celtic have to keep up their end of the bargain at inconsistent Motherwell And it's Kelly Livingston, Dundee, Hamilton and St Johnston Hearts on a full night of football under the lights in Scotland Jim Duffy is here with me, Gordon Duncan As is Mark Guidi Yep, it's a belting card in the Scottish Premiership this evening Top of the league Rangers against Aberdeen Can Stephen Gerrard's players keep winning games and keep a bit of distance between themselves and the rest and for Celtic tonight is all about the start of their quest to try and do eight domestic trophies on the trot Jim Duffy we say this a lot on the show but we don't do it for dramatic effect it's because at the moment it's true everywhere you look all of these games have obvious importance obvious incentives for both sides yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's great, you know, and that's what the you, you want in a competition, you want mean, meaningful fixtures, you know, and right from the bottom of the league, um, you know, at um, Dundee and St Mirren right up to the top with, uh, you know, uh, Celtic and Rangers sitting at the top of the league. So it's fantastic. And even the likes of clubs like Hibs, who have, you know, had a real poor patch, you know, you, you, you're looking for them to bounce back. How do Aberdeen react to the cup final defeat? So you know, there's there's you know some uh, really intriguing games um, to look forward to tonight and for the for the rest mm. of the campaign. Yeah, I think I miss Hibs and St Mirren out. How rude of me! But every team involved in the Premiership tonight that means there's a very good chance you're either on your way to a game or you're certainly going to have one eye on the score. So either way, give us a call: zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you'd rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. How are your team going to get on tonight? Who would you like to see play? Get your thoughts into Mark and Jim. Let's kick things off though by going around some of the grounds. Ronnie Charters is at Rangers against Aberdeen tonight. Yeah, and always a tasty encounter when these two sides meet, Gordon, isn't it? Aberdeen coming here unbeaten against Rangers this season. The win in the League Cup semi-final against Stephen Gerrard's men and then that draw in the opening game of the season. But here at Ibrox, Rangers really are a different beast. Nine wins and one draw in the last ten league meetings here at Ibrox for Rangers. And Stephen Gerrard saying in his pre-match build-up, as they were against Hearts at Tynecastle, this Rangers support really can be the extra man on that field for Rangers this evening. For the Dons coming here, they've only won one of the past 29 league meetings at Ibrox so the big question this evening can Rangers continue that dominance and stay top of the Premiership or will Aberdeen cause an upset team news from this one obviously we know Scott Arfield is suspended after his red card against Hearts but we're told we're not expecting too many other changes in the Rangers 11 for Aberdeen obviously for Gary Mackay Stevens out with that horrible head knock it's got to be said but good things that he's on the recovery but he's out for this one and we're not expecting too many changes from that Aberdeen side that lined up at as well, but full team lineups, Gordon. As soon as we get it here at Ibrox, Rangers versus Aberdeen. A number of interesting storylines attached to this one, uh, Mark Guidi. The obvious one being Rangers went top of the league, so so can they stay there? Will their lead be cut? Will it be stretched? We'll find out by the end of the evening. And of course, Aberdeen. How do you bounce back from the disappointment of a cup final defeat? I suppose psychologically, but but physically as well. Yeah, it was it was a, a tough 90 minutes for them, but Rangers also had a tough 90 minutes. But I actually think as much as Aberdeen lost the cup final, I thought they put in a really good performance, um, Gordon. You know, they were, they were certainly defensively, um, they were, you know, they were organised, um, they stuck to their, their task, they were disciplined middle to front, they created one or two 
um, chances So I think they'll go to, to Ibrox tonight Believing that they can do something I mean the stats are quite incredible um, That Ronnie's um, telling us here And for Rangers You look at the way they handled The occasion at Tynecastle On Sunday And they knew that we were going to go top of the league Which wasn't an easy thing to do And if you now assess Rangers And I know Celtic have got a game in hand But if you now assess them over the past five months um, I think they've been absolutely brilliant To be perfectly honest in, in what they've achieved with a rookie manager, a complete turnaround in the squad, only two or three have really remained, and to be top of the league the first week in December, and to still be in Europe, I think speaks volumes, but it's all about what happens next, and can they stay there? Celtic, of course, a seventh consecutive domestic trophy in the bag at the weekend, they now go to Fir Park to face Motherwell this evening, Alison Conroy is there for us. Good evening from Fir Park and the pitch looks absolutely perfect here tonight. Um, Celtic boss Brendan Rodgers says he isn't focused on league positions as they take on Motherwell Fresh in that League Cup win on Sunday. Of course, no Dedrick Boyata for them tonight as he recovers from a hamstring injury. Some experience returns for Motherwell as Stephen Robinson demands an improvement on Saturday as he looks for some consistency. He thinks if they play at their best tonight, they are capable of winning here at Fir Park. Teams in a roundabout... 40 minutes, Gordon, and we can't let it go and said a happy birthday to you as well tonight. Oh, kind of you. I was hoping you wouldn't out me so early in the show, but I'll take it. Thank you. Always good to have uh, some polite wishes early on in the show. Jim Duffy, the... It's going to go downhill from there, Gordon. Yeah, listen, there's only (laughs) 10 past 6, plenty of time left. Um, Celtic are obviously going to be flying high psychologically. They've just won the League Cup at the weekend. And you, you can almost understand where both parties are coming from in this, Jim. Every Rangers fan we've had on the show in the last couple of days is delighted that they're top yeah. of the table. And every Celtic fan we've had on is paying no attention to it because they've got a game in hand. And you can understand that. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be. I mean, if you're not delighted that your team's top of the league, then, you know, there's something to matter with you. And, uh, you know, Rangers fans have, you know, been desperate for some sort of competition, um, you know, over the last few years. And, you know, now, now they're getting it. Yeah, we know it's only the start of December, but um, you know, there's there's been significant improvement in the uh, their mentality. I think that's the big thing for Rangers, like going behind again at the weekend, uh, but managing to 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 get a result and a, a positive result at a very difficult venue. So I think that shows that Rangers are improving. Um, Celtic are still the class team. There's no question about that. You know, and they're still they still will be the benchmark. Um, and and but. You know, at this moment in time, we do have a competition. There's no denying that. Only two points. at two points separate the team, even though. So even if Celtic did win their game, it's still only by a point. It's it's like fantastic. Mm. You know, something we've been looking for for a number of years. But Celtic um, at the weekend, I felt won the match as comfortable as a one 0 victory could be in the sense that they were very, very, um, you know, um, confident in how they played, how they approached the game. And, you know, I didn't think there was any panic there at any time. You know, they just knew that there would be one chance and they completely Mm. um, snuffed out any threat that Aberdeen would have had. You know, Aberdeen one or two little half chance from set pieces, but in open play, nothing. And that's the reason why I can't really see them getting heading from Ibrox because they just don't score goal just Mm. now. I mean, he's desperate to get someone else in. He thought Mm. James Wilson was going to maybe be the guy. It's not quite Mm. worked out for him. So Aberdeen will go there As Mark said Fantastic defensively Really organised Disciplined Know their jobs From that Defensive Unit And middle th- uh, Middle part 
But the top end of the pitch have struggled yeah. And I just cannot see them going to Ibrox and coming back Every there. single team in the Premiership in action tonight So let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 Who should line up for your side tonight How do you think uh, your game is going to go? John's a Celtic fan What are your thoughts ahead of the trip to Fir Park, John? Hello, John Come on, John <laughs> Last last call for John I think he's got us Oh, sorry, John, we interrupting you No, I'm sorry Sorry, I was just, I was just coming out of a shot I'm there, I'm quite stupid Sorry, I'm just waiting to carry it Give me a minute, two seconds Wow, right, no, no worries, I have, a nation holds hey. its breath Hello <laughs> On you go, John Sorry, guys, sorry Hi, hello Mark and Jim and Gordon, how you doing? John, this better be hello, good John. Hi John Aye. No, right, see the night, do you, do you think we'll, uh, Scott Brown will be back in the team, mate? Because you know Murrow will make a battle And I'm not taking any away from Murrow But it'll be a battle tonight <laughs> for Pat And I just wonder what you think And also, is there any deal, Mark, you know uh, On the table for Big Boy Arthur? Because if there is, I think, would you call it They should uh, try and get this boy Benjit for another season And loan as well Right, let's do the Scott Brown first, Jim Duffy You take that one yeah, I think Scott Brown will play um, I, I did think he would have played last week as well He didn't I think he might make a couple of changes Because Although they, they, you know, they were comfortable winners They weren't at their, you know, their sparkling best And that was in the mm-hmm. back of the European game on Thursday So I think that uh, he might make two or three changes tonight Just to try and freshen up a little bit And I think Scott Brown could be one of them Yeah, Scott Brown for me will, will, will start the game For sure, I agree with you I was at the game on Sunday Celtic were very Comfortable But at times Looked a wee bit leggy And that's totally understandable So yeah for me Scott Brown will start the game And what about John's other point About Dedrick Boyata Well Celtic look, if he, Celtic have offered him a deal Whether he wants to sign it or not That's entirely up to player My own suspicions is that He's got two or three offers um, From elsewhere Gordon Naturally more lucrative Than, than what's an offer to, to play here That's understandable And what Celtic will need to assess In January is do they want somebody that knows he's leaving in the summer may well sign a pre-contract or do you try and get whatever it is two, three, four million if somebody's willing to pay that to take him now because if he does sign a pre-contract his eyes off the ball for Celtic um, so can they get a replacement and I know they're really scouring hard again for a right back I know that to be uh, the case they missed out on uh, Pacini in the summer but they've really made a, a right back a, a target as well but um, it remains to be seen about Bayata my own gut feeling is Celtic will sell him in January rather than have him hanging about when he signed a pre-contract elsewhere John I, uh, I, I think you could be right Mark but I think maybe it could work for his behalf as well not I mean if he signs for Celtic and that you know what I mean they might, it might uh, get Celtic might get more money obviously right, but Mark can I make another point here right and I'm not trying to, to be controversial here right but I was reading a blog on the one of the blogs today, right? One of your colleagues, Keith Jackson, he actually called Celtic callous because they squat running up to the goal. Sorry, what? He's cut off. See, see I think he's callous. accidentally put us on hold. I can hear him beeping. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, my phone's going to take you. Why are you John? you need to repeat that again, Keith Jackson. What? Right. I was reading one line of the blogs today, right? And we all know that you caught. Actually, I quite. I know I've had my followers for you, right? But I like you because you're quite impartial, right? But. Keith Jackson put a thing on on one of the papers the, the day or yesterday that he called Celtic players callous because they scored leading up to after Gary Mackay Stephen got injured. Now that's, that's that's just a professional team playing. Everybody a man and that Celtic fan stood up and applauded when Gary Stephen Mackay Stephen knew he was all right because it was horrific the, the injury. You know what I mean? I was actually pure gas when I seen it. It was it made me feel sick. 
But for Keith Jackson to come out and say Celtic well, player for Callis, did you did you read it? Did, did you read it? Or are you just reading somebody else claiming that he oh, said I that? It. I read it, mate. I read you read it. his column. Well, that's what he said. I, I would prefer to have the exact quote yeah. before, uh, and if someone wants know, to John, send it, I'd, feel I'd, free. I'd be, just... I would be very surprised if, if if he used it in that term. I'd be very surprised. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the lines. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Huge games everywhere tonight. Stephen is a Rangers fan. He is somewhere between Houston and Ibrox because he's going to the game tonight. Stephen, what are you expecting? Yeah, well, first of all, happy birthday, Gordon. All the oh, best to you. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm expecting Aberdeen. I think I think Aberdeen are going to put a shift against Celtic on, on Sunday. Um, I'm still expecting. I know they're professional footballers and they're going to be fitting on the rest of it, but it's quite a tiring game. And obviously, to see that injury to Gary McKay, Stephen's going to take take his toll. Um, on the rest of Aberdeen, the rest of Aberdeen players and their kind of their mentality. By the way, I'm not sure the best of Gary, Gary McKay Stephen just from saying that. Um, yeah, at the same time, Rangers Rangers put a shift against <coughs> a shift against Hearts on on Sunday as well. Quite really went top of the league and congratulate Rangers and Rangers and Stephen Gerrard for doing that. But tonight, I just I, I can't I can't see anything apart from, apart from a Rangers victory, and I'm actually really quite confident in. Rangers taking two or three goals off Aberdeen tonight to be honest although Aberdeen do set up quite defensively quite good at it I still see Rangers breaking that down and taking two or three goals off Aberdeen tonight and I'm just wondering what Mark and Jim's opinion is on that Yeah I mean I think that uh, Stephen I, I, I'm, I, I'm with you I think that it was um, I think as much as you can I know that the, the players have come out in the press and said listen the best way to get over that is to get a result at Ibrox and that but I think when you've just lost a cup final you've got a game midweek you're deflated. I don't. I, as much you know, people can say, "Yeah, you're professional, the manager can motivate you," but I still think you can't. It's just human nature. You can't go over that that disappointment that quickly. So I think if Rangers and you know over recent uh, games, or you know recent games, but most of this season have started really, really quickly. Ibrox, if they start again and they manage to get an early goal. Mm. Then I think that could not stuff in Aberdeen because Aberdeen know they say they rarely score two goals. So therefore, you know, I think that if Rangers can score in the first 15, 20 minutes tonight, yeah, I think they could end up winning, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say a route, but I think maybe by a couple of goals anyway, because I just think Aberdeen just might just have the mm. stuff and knocked it. I mean, Mark Guido, the, the injury to Gary Mackay Stephen looked so serious at the time that, that football. Takes a back seat You're just yeah. wishing That the guy makes a Aye. Speedy recovery Rather than worrying About football But then when you A couple of days passes And you look at the obvious Impact it has on the Aberdeen team With him not in it You're talking mm-hmm. about a team That isn't particularly Free flowing and attacking And then you take out Arguably their most Attacking creative player So on yeah, paper it looks like The but, sharp end of the field Could be an issue tonight Yeah I mean I think it will be You know as Stephen's saying And Jim I think it will be A backs to the wall performance For Aberdeen It could be very similar To the cup semi-final Five or six weeks ago When I thought Rangers Get into some fantastic areas They actually did pierce Aberdeen open But the final ball uh, Was poor And it just shows you how Actually how much They did miss Morelos uh, That day Because the guys In the wide areas When they were getting Into the box And looking up wasn't the correct runs from your Sadiqs or, or, or whoever else So um, if Rangers get into those positions again tonight I think they'll punish Aberdeen That said, Aberdeen have got it well within them To soak it up and hit in the break And then a player in Lewis Ferguson Who just impresses me more and more and more mm-hmm. Every time I see him, 19 year old Maybe he's 20 now Fantastic physique, Still nothing faces him I loved uh, now I'm not saying who was right or who was wrong But I loved seeing him taking on Scott Brown that you know 
squaring, squaring up to him in chance. And I, you know what? I bet he Scott Brown absolutely respected the, the boy for it as well because that's the way a young Scott Brown was 15 years ago. Mm. So for Lewis Ferguson to have that in his mentality to go and toe-to-toe with him, I loved it. And um, I know there's already teams sniffing around about Lewis Ferguson, but uh, Aberdeen there, considering they got him for 250 grand five months ago, they have the potential within a year or so to have a player in their hands that clubs are going to be bidding four, five, six million pounds for. Stephen, when you're heading to Ibrox this season, is the expectation level considerably up from, from say, last campaign? I think you've only dropped two points at home this season. Absolutely. Uh, there's, a more, there's a more positive atmosphere at Ibrox this season. Um, as you say, they've not dropped a lot of points at home this season. The performances at home have been... They've been very good. They've been, you know, they've been fiery. They've been, they've been ruthless in certain games. Maybe not in all games as possible. We've heard from Stephen Gerrard in the media, but they've been ruthless in some games. Where they are, we've got seven-one against Motherwell. We've got a five-one against St Johnston. A four-nothing against Dundee. They've been, uh, they've, 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 they've been good. But another thing, I was another thing I was going to say, uh, the panel's opinion on December, as we know, is a a, a packed month for football. Um, obviously, with most of the teams in the SPL having seven or eight games in the space of three weeks I think it is um, I, just, I just feel as if I, I don't know what the, the panel's opinion are panel's opinion is you've got Rangers, Celtic Kilmarnock, Hearts and Hibs all, pa- all packed in, all, all big big important games over the over the course of that over the course of the next two or three weeks or so do you think that between Rangers, Celtic Aberdeen Hearts, Kilmarnock do you think whoever takes the most points out of that is in with a really really cracking shout of winning this league yeah, I mean, I it's think always it's, an important it's, time, yeah, isn't it? It's a huge uh, period uh, for them. I, I think, to be honest with us, you know, for me, um, you know, I've always said <laughs> you've you've got to beat Celtic first and foremost, and that that's a, you know Celtic are, are the benchmark. So if um, Celtic, as you would expect, to pick up a considerable amount of points, if Rangers can be still there after the 29th of December when the you know, or even just up to the 29th of mm. December when they go to Ibrox then I think, yeah, I mean, again, because belief comes into it, belief comes into the players, um, you know, there's maybe wee elements of doubt that might seep elsewhere. The other clubs will be fighting for the Europa League places, there's no no question about that, they'll be fighting for the top six. I mean, St. John's is another one that's came, came through recently with fantastic results. So there'll be a big competition for, for those places. Um, but... I like the fact that it's crammed. I, I like that period, and it, when, when you know the, the 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 many many years ago when I when I played, I loved it. It was great. You know, you just don't need to train. Yeah, well, you just no, there were just big games all the time. They were all coming up. You know, they were they were just right away, straight away. You finish one game, you know, the next game, and it was brilliant. Mm. And I think the players love it, and they're you know they're going to have a, a winter break as well, so they've got the best of both worlds. Thanks to Stephen in Houston. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to join in, we're going to hear from the likes of Brendan Rogers and Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here with me Gordon Duncan on a full Premiership fixture card Plenty of talking points Plenty to debate So why not get in touch And let us know what you think You can give us a call Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB Anthony Harris has done just that He says Aberdeen are a deflated team They're on a major downer So they won't come close to Rangers And being a Celtic fan I feel we have the toughest fixture tonight Says Anthony So give us a call Share what's on your mind Team news not too far away so if you've got any last minute thoughts on who should play then please do get in touch. Uh, oh, so, on, 
on that Gordon I, I didn't hear the, the programme on Sunday what was Daz's reaction to the, the Celtic starting team considering how adamant he, adamant was. he was and yeah. I said that yeah. Gordon Deal yeah. was Jim Duffy um, he was throwing some abusive language around the, the Super Scoreboard group chat adamant that Scott Brown would play yeah. and uh, yep he's his tail between his legs and what he won't reveal is whether someone told him and it's dodgy information or if he just thought that he would play I'm thinking the first one to be honest yeah, I think someone's told yeah. him someone's sold him a dummy and he's, and he's fallen for it yeah. absolutely uh, 0141 uh, let's we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers and Stephen Gerrard very soon let's speak to James in Drumchapel first hi James evening guys happy, happy birthday Gordon thank you we're going to have to nip that in the bud I think I, I can't, I'm too I'm too shy to put away a night full no, of this no James more, That's no the last one But thank you anyway No bother it My point's actually about I read uh, Tony Doherty uh, The Aberdeen assistant manager's comments today Saying that the, the three strikers that, that they've got Are just as good as Alfredo Morelos Now consider Morelos has scored 17 goals alone this season And their front three haven't scored 17 goals since 2016 I don't know where this guy gets away with making a comment like that I just think that yeah, I did I did th- think that this would raise some eyebrows Mark Guidi um, I mean the, the exact quote Morelos is doing it for Rangers at the moment He looks confident He's scoring goals He's enjoying doing that We have strikers as good as that They just need to get on that run uh, To have that belief That they're going to score One or two goals every game Yeah Listen You would expect The assistant manager of Aberdeen To make a comment like, like that A um, You know He's got to try and boost his players What, what is he meant to do Slaughter them For not scoring And, and, and not looking the part which they have been I mean let, let's be honest Aberdeen's Lack of a number 9 Has been a major problem For them um, This season And then the other The flip side Morelos has been terrific in, in, in terms of His goal scoring And his contribution But you know James Tony Doherty Is there to look after Aberdeen And to try and do He's, he's bit it would have been a bigger headline a bigger story had he slaughtered these players and said oh god wish we I, had I Alfredo Morelos Alfredo Morelos I'd, stop, I'd swap him for James <laughs> Wilson in a minute you know he's not he's not going to say that so um, but I think in terms of what he's saying he will believe that he he watches him every day in training particularly a guy like Wilson who's from Man United you think yeah he's maybe just needing that two or three goals to go on a wee run and that would be it I mean Jim when you look at the stats it's it's quite clear to see why James and and fellow Rangers fans would be a bit perplexed if if you're taking the comments you know word for word literally. Sam Cosgrove has got two goals, two legals this season. James Wilson's got two, and Stevie May has got none. none yeah. So I mean, five, uh, four sorry, legals between the three main strikers is. Yeah. You don't need me to tell you that it should be better. No, I think you know I said before, you know as Mark's kind of stated as well. When you're working with players on a daily basis, you look at their attributes. So, for instance, he's looking at James Wilson and he's thinking, wait a minute, you're quick, you've got great technique, you can finish, you know, you've got ability, you look at Stevie May and, and, and so on and so forth. So you, get, you, 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 as a coach, look at your players and think, if, you, if I can get, if we can just get the blend right, if we can get inside your head, we can get the confidence going, you can be as good as Morelos. <coughs> That's pretty much what he's saying. He's not, he's not, um, Criticising anyone He's actually Praising the fact that uh, You know that he, he's, 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 Morelos has obviously Scored a lot, a lot of goals So You know He's just trying to As Matt said Trying to say to his players Listen If you can get Your, your mentality right If you can get that Belief that confidence Then you might be Be able to do A similar job To what Alfredo Morelos Has done And you know, Listen You know That's what That's what managers And coaches have to do They have to try And instill belief Into their players James What are you thinking tonight? Um, well, I, I'm confident going in. Um, 
a lot more confident uh, than what I would have been, you know, last season under, you know, uh, Kashina. Um, I heard obviously somebody had said it, but you know that the Rangers supporters what they were after last year, and all we were wanting guys was a team that was going to fight in the park, show a bit of belief, um, a bit of passion, and I think Stephen Gerrard has obviously installed that in it, um, in his, because I think had it been last year, um, gone to a place like uh, Tynecastle, and we didn't want nothing, we, we would have crumbled, we would have just. You know what I mean? We'd have felt a bit last year. I think under Gerard now we've got a we've got a manager that, that's obviously installing, you know, belief in people. Uh, we're getting the better. You know I mean, we're seeing the the better side of some of the players that you know uh, that Kashina brought in. Um, and I'm I'm confident getting in the night. Um, and I can I can see he's obviously maybe taking about three or four and five in the night. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. Thank you to James Indram Chapel. We don't want to use the word revenge. Look, it's a tough game uh, against a good team. We were very competitive. Um, I don't think we've had the results maybe our performances have deserved. Um, but that's football. Um, you've got to credit Aberdeen. You know, very tough game on the opening day, going to um, ten men for the majority of the game. Um, but our performance was excellent, and to come away and take a point against a rival in the circumstances, it was actually a good result. Cup final, we thought we played well in general play, but lacked a bit of quality in the final third, and we got done against the runner play on a set piece, which we know Aberdeen are very strong at, so credit to them um, for progressing into the final. This is a completely different game, it's at Ibrox. Um, it'd be great to have two recognised strikers available. We've played Aberdeen twice now, and we've only had a recognised striker on the pitch for 12 minutes. Um, so, we're going in with confidence in a good place. We've got Morelos in form, ready to go. And we've also got Lafferty, who's back in the form he was in when he first came. Uh, I don't think anyone who listened to this show at the beginning of the season needs reminding of Alfredo Morelos getting sent off at Pitodre and then the card being rescinded and all the rest of it. Um, but it is a, it's a reunion with Scott McKenna tonight for Alfredo Morelos because, of course, Rangers, as Stephen Gerrard says, didn't have a striker when they played at Hamden. Yeah, and, and, and they paid the price paid the price for it because as I said, they into some really good positions that afternoon. They did cut Aberdeen open, but they just didn't have a, a finishing touch, a final ball, a target number ninety hit. And tonight, yeah, McKenna's a, a good defender. We know he, he's I think his biggest asset is his pace. You know, he's really good over seven, eight yards. And Manelos just can't stop scoring at the moment. If he does it tonight, eight games, a record. So he'll have the bit uh, between his teeth. We do have the Celtic starting 11 for their trip to Fir Park, Alison Conroy. Yeah, it's seven changes for Celtic tonight for this one. Scott Brown back in the starting 11, as is Lee Griffiths. Craig Gordon back in as well, of course, after he sat out at the weekend. So it will be Craig Gordon in goal, a back four of Gamboa, Simonovic, Benkovic and Tierney. Brown champs sitting there will be Christy McGregor and Hayes with Lee Griffiths as lone striker. On the bench for Celtic, Bain, Zagiri, Henry, Sinclair, Rogic, Edward and Forrest position as a as a team and as a club we uh, we sit just behind with a game in hand and we've won our first cup competition and we uh, we have a great opportunity to qualify for Europe so um, obviously by the way the fixtures go we, we've played less games because we've been successful so um, and not only that it, it's very very early on we haven't even completed the second round of games as of yet, so um, so no, I think what has what has been great about this year is the the competition. There's no doubt the competition has increased in the in the in the division. You know, teams, uh, lots of teams stepping up, playing very very well. You know, like Sir Rangers, Kilmarnock, uh, 
you know, okay, Hearts and Hibs have had a little spell, but you know, still very good, very competitive. You know, we'll play Motherwell tomorrow night, which will be a, a really competitive game. So even though you set your own standards in terms of how you work and how you play, um, competition also brings the best out of you as well. And that's, you know, something that we all look to and, and will help us improve our game. Michael's a Celtic fan from Aloha. What do you make of that starting eleven? We just told you, Michael, a number of changes. Guys like Gamboa um, and Hayes into the team. Griffiths back in, uh, as is the captain, Scott Brown. Uh, <clears throat> I like it because obviously December he spoke about there's a big run of games so that's where the squad will probably come most beneficial I think over the course of the month and then coming into January <laughs> what, what jumps out at you guys Mark Guidi, Jim Duffy quickly in terms of this is the team selection I mean there's obviously for, a number of changes for but South, yeah well, the first one well, well two that, that catch my eye Gamboa at right back and Johnny Hayes um, on the left uh, Midfield, you know, two two guys that have got a, a bit to show, and Griffiths up front wouldn't bet against him scoring tonight. Yeah, Griffiths is the one for me because he, he was just, you know, he just seemed to disappear for a, for for about six weeks, you know, from from uh, you know just uh, the squad, everything, and uh, you know, and again seeing him back in the starting lineup, I think he's a terrific mm. striker, and if he's fit and sharp, then he's a threat against anyone. So for me. Griffiths coming back in is a huge boost and we thought that they would make a few changes obviously made a little bit more than we, we might have anticipated but that's the reason why they've got such mm. a, a big squad Yeah, Johnny Hayes only a fourth appearance of the season a first since August mm. um, but you look at the bench James Forrest, Odson Edward, Tom Rogic, Scott Sinclair Jack Hendry, Emilio Izaguirre uh, right. decent, decent options <laughs> decent bench. Uh, Michael, what was your main point tonight? Uh, <clears throat> it was just about in January obviously in the summer there was no secret that um, Brendan wanted John McGinn and just asking if you guys think that he'll maybe go for another midfielder in the kind of Scott Brown replacement debate or if maybe the emergence of Christie and then putting McGregor into that holding role might have an impact and he'll maybe look at maybe up front or getting a right back Well, well I know they're certainly uh, Celtic are, are trying very very hard to, to bring in a right back I think it's probably a priority position uh, for the manager um, as is probably a number nine central midfield I don't think it would be a priority. I think if they were only allowed to bring in one or two, it would be a number two, and uh, probably a number nine. A lot, a number nine's not going to be a four, five, six million pound player. It would, it would be as a backup to 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 what they have. But they are looking for a first choice right back as quickly as possible, and if need be, they will they will spend money. Uh, to bring the, the right guy in in terms of central midfield. I think we need to wait and see what's happening with Scott Brown. Um, I suspect that, that Scott Brown is going to stay I don't see him leaving And I think there's maybe just a, Maybe a wee bit of PR involved In terms of all these clubs being linked with him And then boom, here he comes He signed a new deal And everybody's happy and delighted And they drive on And all that kind of stuff So I think Brown will be here to stay Yeah, I mean I think it, uh, for me A wee bit might depend on Bayata You know, is, if he's staying um, Again, like Mark uh, but Unlikely if he's going to be signing A pre-contract Then you better cash in but if he goes, obviously I are just now has got an injury, um, who's who's come on leaps and bounds. Um, but I, I would have thought, and obviously Benkovic is is only on loan, so therefore you know if you want something permanent and you may be looking for someone to to over the next couple of years, you would maybe have to look at that. So whether there's somebody available in January. So for me, yeah, right back, centre back, and centre forward. I think if uh, if Griffiths and he has had kind of stop start injuries over the last couple of years, muscle injuries and things like that. 
then you know they're a bit light in that area, <coughs> uh, you know, for mm. for all competitions. So th- those were the three areas I, I I would look at, but I definitely don't think they'll be looking. I think Christie has a mares, and I think that has put that to bed that type of player that a John McGinn type of player. Thanks to Michael in Alawa. We're going to get full team news from Ibrooks. We'll get the Motherwell team as well. Um, but before we do that, something I want to tell you about. This January, some of the world's greatest players reuniting in Glasgow, right here in Glasgow, at the SSE Hydro for the second edition of the Star Six. As you might remember watching this on the television last year, but it is back and it's in Glasgow, Scotland. They've got a team in there, England, Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, Wales, the rest of the world. What a team they've got as well. Uh, guys like Robert Pires starring for them. It's from the 4th to the 6th of January. Uh, James McFadden, Barry Ferguson amongst those pulling on the Scotland jersey Mark Weedy, will they will they hold their own against the likes of Michael Owen, Emil Heskey playing for England You've seen these guys in the old five-a-side yeah, action, fa- you fancy fa- it? Faddy played with his last week, he was in, in, in tip-top form, calf's a bit tight Just now, Jackie McNamara played with right, us today, okay. his first game all right. So yeah, I think Lee McCullough, I think the Scotland team uh, will be decent And if need be They'll just go and rasp a couple of those boys If they need to Just to show them who's boss so, so you heard that right James McFadden is training To play against Michael Owen By practising against <laughs> Mark McQuidy That's right well, now, well, now, if it, That means we have no chance If you are looking for a good Christmas stocking filler It's obviously the right time See Clyde1.com For the ticket information And for the chance to win VIP tickets All the rest of the team news Coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a night we have in store. A full fixture card tonight. Dundee against Hamilton, Hibbs St. Mirren, Kilmarnock, Livingston, Motherwell Celtic, Rangers Aberdeen and St Johnston Hearts every team involved you must either be on your way to a game or you will be keeping an eye on the score so give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB uh, Ronnie Charters you must have team news from Ibrooks. I do indeed I have both teams and for Stephen Gerrard's men three changes from the 2-1 win over Hearts Flanagan Jack and Middleton come into the starting 11 in place of Halliday Gresda and the suspended Scott Arfield 4-2-3-1 for Rangers this evening Alan McGregor between the sticks a back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Gareth McCauley and John Flanagan a midfield three of Ovi Ajariat Lasana Koulibaly and Ryan Jack with Daniel Candeas Alfredo Morelos and Glenn Middleton up top the subs Fotheringham Worrell McCrory Halliday Rossiter Gresda and Lafferty for Aberdeen it's only one change Gary Mackay Stevens out with injury Connor McClellan comes in 4-2-3-1 for the Dons Joe Lewis in goal the back four of Shea Logan Scott's McKenna Andy Considine and Max Lowe Dominic Ball and Graham Shinney the two holding midfielders Niall McGinn Lewis Ferguson and Connor McClellan the attacking three all behind a lone striker of Sam Cosgrove the subs for the Dons Cherney, Gleeson Wilson, Wright May, Campbell and Anderson the referee here at Ibrooks is Mr Stephen McLean Thank you to Ronnie Charters Give us your reaction to those teams Rangers fans What do you make of the changes? Aberdeen fans What about you? What about bouncing back From the cup disappointment? Can you go to Ibrooks And win this evening? Anything that jumps out From, from those teams? I think that uh, for me uh, I was a wee bit surprised That um, Aberdeen for instance Went, went with um, um, Cosgrove again up front Because I just think He struggles you see He's, he's He's not looked like a threat. He's he's a big, powerful lad. He's young. Don't get me wrong. He's got a lot to learn. He seems a bit of potential, but he just looks bereft of confidence. And it's a, a, going to Ibrox, you're going to probably likelihood to be in the back foot again. So it's not really going to help him get too many chances. So that that one surprised me a little bit from an Aberdeen perspective. And Flanagan as well. I think from Rangers, I'm a wee bit surprised he didn't stay with Halliday because mm. Flanagan 
is uh, you know he's, a couple of games I think he struggled a wee bit and Halliday gives him a bit of balance mm. and you don't have the threat of Mackay Mackay Stevens. Um, although uh, McLaren has, has got really, really uh, some great skills. He was good when he came on, McLaren. Yeah, he's a bag of yeah, he was, yeah. and, and, and he, he can be a threat, but I'm a, a wee bit surprised at Flanagan starting. Uh, Jonathan is a Rangers fan from Motherwell. Anything bother you about that Rangers team tonight, Jonathan, or are you happy with it? No, I think we'll definitely struggle tonight, all right, lads. Um, I think, well, you know, after the weekend, there's a, a big game, and normally, you have a big game, you kind of do struggle. I think we must score our future. I think it'll be. You know, quite tight. Um, Morelos is obviously going to get a lot of attention. So, you know, I, I think I hope the fans just don't go on their back. And I'm on my way to get manure. And some things, uh, you know, at home with their their expectancies over Rail. So, some things are, I think they're going to get a bit carried away. Um, I just want to. Hear, I've got two points. I just want to hear what you think about that one first. Until we think Rangers will struggle tonight. I think Rangers will struggle tonight. I think after the weekend there, it's always a big game. Aye, I, I think that after a big game. Yeah, maybe so. the, maybe the weight of expectation now that Rangers are, are top of the league, what they need to guard against is you know not thinking that, that the hard work's done. This is when the hard work begins. You know that that's where you need to to handle it, and particularly games like tonight. As much as Rangers are clear favourites, I think they'll win the game. Aberdeen will make it tough for them. You know, I think it will be be tight. But for Rangers, they've got to show that they are serious contenders, and this is the month. When they do it Beating Aberdeen under a bit of pressure And obviously the, the real acid test is, is Celtic On the 29th of December But there's a number of important games um, Before that But uh, I can understand your concerns A wee bit Jonathan But I still think Rangers will, will win it with a wee bit to spare How much of a miss will Scott Arfield be Jim? Yeah I think he's become a, an important player uh, You know the kind of first maybe third Of his Ranger tenure uh, You know there was the, the jury was still out with a lot of Rangers fans You know they weren't quite sure but I think that uh, you know once um, you know they've got the kind of balance of the team a little bit better, um, can Diaz and uh, initially Kent now now Middleton is giving them real good width. He's a guy that can support the play uh, alongside Morelos, and uh, I think he's you know in the last couple of months I think he's been terrific for Rangers. They will be a miss, and they will have to adapt to that a little bit tonight. You know they'll be looking to see where Ajari or Koulibaly gets forward because obviously Jack's the one that's going to be sitting. So, you know, you know they, they do miss that that little bit of goal threat yeah. from somebody like him and he's, and he's, as I said, he's very, very good at his time in the run. Jonathan, what was your second point? No, I think it will be tight as, as Mark said there, but hopefully, you know, I've really enjoyed the, the forum this week, so hopefully we, Brian McLean will give us a penalty and we'll be a struggle tonight and we'll get a win. Wind the, wind the folk up again. Ah, that's, that's just what I need, Jonathan. We only need to extend the phone in till midnight. Um, that <laughs> was ahead. Jonathan in Motherwell, which is uh, let's stay in Motherwell and speak to Alison Conroy, who's at for Park. Uh, she's got the Motherwell team for us. I do, and it's four changes for Motherwell tonight from that defeat at Livingston at the weekend. Mark Gillespie in goal, the back three of Carl McHugh, Peter Hartley, and Tom Aldred. In the midfield, Liam Grimshaw, Liam Donnelly, David Turnbull, Alan Campbell, and Richard Tate, with Connor Salmon and Danny Johnson up top. On the bench for Motherwell tonight it's Ferguson, Main, Bowman, Rose Bigaramana, Rodriguez, Gorin and Livingston. As we recap the Celtic team those seven changes of course Craig Gordon in goal the back four of Christian Gamboa, Yozo Simonovic Philip Benkovic and Kieran Tierney Scott Brown and Olivia and Cham in front of them there'll be Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor and Johnny Hayes with Lee Griffiths as the lone striker On the bench for Celtic, Bain, Izagiri Henry, Sinclair, Rogic, Edward and Forrest It's difficult to explain because Performance against Aberdeen was excellent. You know, at times the performance has been very, very good, and then you get performances like the Rangers game away, um, and the the Livingston game. You know, so it is hard to explain. 
young boys go up and down you know they go up and down and we're a club that have a lot of young boys involved and that's what you're going to get um, we also have boys that come from probably not getting games in League 2 and you know and the levels are playing at and that inconsistency is what we have to try and iron out and as I spoke previously about the easiest way to do that is do the simple things every week well and then after that take your game forward and keep building your game so that's the frustrating part of it yeah I know what they can do I know the performances certain players can put in and to see them going from being very good to, to not so good um, is frustrating at times but that's what we have and that's what we have to work with and we have to continue to keep trying to get more consistency into each and every one of their games Big call for Stephen Robinson up front Curtis Main has started all 13 games in the league um, Connor Salmon on the other hand has found you know opportunities in the first team uh, hard to come by He's only started three in the league um, But it's Salmon preferred to main tonight Yeah a little bit of surprising If you look at Motherwell's uh, team Over over the course of the season You'd like to say Carson, Cadden, Bigger, Amana uh, Bowman, main they, they were mainstays really And for one reason or another Whether it's injuries or whether he's changed it round It's had an awful lot of changes And uh, you know I know he's searching for consistency But you know for me I'm a bit surprised That Connor Salmon's come in Because you know, he hasn't been a regular feature um, And, you know, he struggled a lot with goals He's a different type of striker He tries to stretch the opposition Tries to mm. get in behind a little bit And maybe they're looking to do that with Celtic Again, Celtic probably dominating play Pushing up, thinking, well, we've got a bit of pace To maybe try and stretch him So, I think that's part of the reason why he's he's ahead of the other guys tonight uh, Liam Donnelly was in there as well So there's a few guys that haven't played a great deal of football He's been out injured I think he this would be his fifth league start, Mark So, um Interesting night And uh, when the team lines Drop through at Fir Park Yeah I mean that, Certainly if we're, if we're talking about The Motherwell team just now um, I'm surprised Curtis Main's not in it I like Curtis Main He's a presence um, You know he's got the potential To really ruffle um, Benkovic And <clears throat> Excuse me Simonovic Danny Johnson I think they're, they're a good partnership you know, Johnson scored A couple of goals Against Aberdeen The game I was at Connor Salmon it's just never hit the heights for me I remember him at Kilmarnock A decade or so ago And then he got a couple of moves down south To, to Wigan and, and Derby But to, I'm just surprised that Curtis Main uh, Is not the team and, and, and part of that selection You're wondering You know is, is Is Stephen Robinson feeling that he's Getting towards the end of the road And he's, he's really You know it's, it's desperate measures And trying things that he wouldn't normally try If he felt a bit calmer About the overall situation at the club Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time, Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi both standing by. One of them is going to be up against you. If tonight is your night, give us a call right now, 01419511025. You have to do it quickly because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you do want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, building up to a full fixture card in the Scottish Premiership tonight. We've been focusing mainly on Rangers against Aberdeen and Motherwell Celtic, but four other big games to come. We're going to get the rest of the team news and hear from some of the managers after this. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time. Did you hear about Monday's epic? I think Hugh Keevans lost, was it 7-6? 8-7, what a game it was. Uh, no pressure to either you or Jim when you're up against Craig tonight. Craig is from Scotston. First time on Beat the Pundit, Craig. Do you fancy it? I just fancy my chances Good I like that A man yeah. with confidence Heads you're up against Mark Guidi Tails it will be Jim Duffy 
And it is tails. Jim Duffy up against Craig from Scotsman. So let me give Jim a little bit of a Clyde 2 in his ear so that he doesn't know what you're saying, Craig, and we'll get your time uh, sorted. Craig, it is your first time playing. You've got 30 seconds to answer as many questions right as you can. You can pass. That makes sense? Good man. All right, your time starts... No. Who is the last manager to win three consecutive top flight titles in Scotland? Neil Lennon. Who won the men's Ballon d'Or this week? Uh, Luka Modric. Mixu Patalainen is the manager of which national side? Finland. Raf Hasenhutl has been named manager of which English Premier League club? Uh, pass. Which Scottish League One side are nicknamed the Red Lichties? Which city will host the second leg of the Copa Libertadores final this weekend? Uh, Buenos Aires Okay, let me bring Jim Duffy back Jim, are you with us? Yes Right, same set of questions to you, you ready? Yep Who was the last manager to win three consecutive top flight titles in Scotland? Watersmith Who won the men's Ballon d'Or this week? Uh, Luka Modric Mixu Patalainen is manager of which national side? Finland Ralph Hasenhutl has been named manager of which English Premier League club? Which Scottish League One side are nicknamed the Red Lichties? Uh, a uh, Which city will host the second leg of the Copa Libertadores final this weekend? Oh, uh, Fago. And who's the manager? Just got time. Who's the manager of Scotland's women's national team? Uh, Sheila Kerr. Okay. What do you think, Craig? Oh, I think he's just pipped it. Do you think he's just pipped you? Let's go through it. Sometimes it all comes down to being a bit quicker and getting on to that last question. Let's find out. Who was the last manager to win three consecutive Scottish top flight titles? It was Neil Lennon. Craig got it right. 1 0 to Craig. I was impressed with that, Craig. I must admit, I thought that was a tough question. Uh, who won the men's Ballon d'Or this week? It was Luca Modric. You both got it. So it's 2 1 to Craig. Mixupata Linen, Mark. You're aware of his. Latvia. His Latvia. Uh, so it goes 2 1 still. It's 2 1 to Craig. Southampton is right, though, for uh, Ralph Hasenhutl. I've probably just butchered the, the German language on that one. Um, my apologies, but there we go. So that's the equaliser for Jim. 2 all. You both knew that our broth were the Red Lichties. 3 all. Which city will host the second leg of the Copa Libertadores final this weekend, Mark? It is Madrid. It's Madrid. Just just uh, next to Argentina, sort of. Over a little bit. Uh, Which means, Craig, Jim got on to the last question and it's all going to come down to this. Who is the manager of Scotland's women's national team? It is Shelley Kerr. It moves Jim on to four. And you, I'm afraid, are only on three. Hard lines, Craig. I went in on the last question It was a good effort Well done Craig You can try your luck again sometime Good man I liked that I was close I thought that Neil Lennon one was Bizarrely tricky Wasn't it You just forget Walter Smith down as well There we go Well beat the pundit back At the same time tomorrow night uh, You can try your luck um, on the, the, the quiz tomorrow Gordon DL and Mark Wilson will be here uh, Right, some of the other fixtures Keep your calls coming by the way Any Motherwell fans and Aberdeen fans We've not heard from you Those big games between Celtic and Motherwell at Fir Park And Rangers Aberdeen at Ibrox um, What about St Mirren and Hibs tonight? A strange look about that Where a couple of months ago you were went, oh come on Let's be honest Hibs are going to you know, But all of a sudden Hibs are, are, are wobbling majorly and then with St Mirren over the last two games it's almost like you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I think Easter Road that will be an advantage to, to Hibs. I still think they've got, they've got too much middle to front to have too many fears for tonight. I watched St Mirren on Saturday lose to Hamilton 
they were okay in fixing starts but to be, to be fair to Hamilton and, and Martin Canning they just identified Adam Hamill and thought right if we can snuff out Adam Hamill we're going to give ourselves a right good chance and they did and Hamill ended up being substituted after an hour or so so I would strongly strongly fanish sorry strongly fancy Hibernian to win tonight with a bit to spare yeah, it's a difficult one for St Man to go there. I mean, you know, they've had to obviously a great result a couple of weeks ago against Hearts. Couldn't back it up against Hamilton, but as we've said time and time again, Hamilton just keep turning round the odds mm. when, you know, least expected. People think, ah, oh, that's it, that's it. Hamilton will keep going. They'll, they'll, they'll be in free fall. And it never seems to happen. Martin Cannon's got a great knack of getting these players up for it after a couple of um, poor results. And then they can go there lit to St Man, which is a massive match for, for Hamilton to get, to, to get those three points. And one uh, comprehensively, uh, and again, St. Man struggling um, to score goals. And was it Jackson get sent off? Is that right? I think at the weekend. Simeon Jackson, yeah, uh, two years old. Yeah, so he's, off, he's, he's he'll be missing as well. So uh, you know, I, I think uh, Hibs have got you know a lot of quality, and it's only a matter of time before they click back into gear. And I think tonight could be the start of that. Uh, let's hear from it was Gary Parker doing the media again uh, this week. It wasn't Neil Lennon. Let's hear from him. Had a bit of fun with him, you know, lift him up. Because they're good players, just low in confidence at the moment. Uh, nothing that a win would, you know, would put right. So, you know, we're ready for tomorrow now. We've got to go out there, put on a performance because it's not been good. Uh, we just need a win. It was just gone on for a bit too long now. You know, four or five weeks since we've won a game. Uh, but we're, you know, we're ready to go out there tomorrow night and put things right, as I say. And that's that's all it takes. Sometimes you just need the three points and then kick on from there. So whatever team we put out there tomorrow is, uh, I'm sure, is going to have a right go and try and win the football match because. As I said to you, that's what we need to do. We need to get the three points, you know, sooner rather than later. Any St Mirren fans still travelling through? Let's hear from you. What do you expect from your team this evening? Can you go there and take advantage of Hibs' uh, dip in confidence, as Gary Parker says? Here's Oren Kearney. Yeah, it's dead on, and, and probably sadly, it's a scenario we've been in a few times. So it's not, it's not a, it's not one I think that the group are alien to, and not one that we that we haven't had to deal with before. So from that point of view, it's very much business as usual. I think that's fair, fair to say, and, and even personally myself, normally by a Monday win, lose or draw, you can sort of you can let go of the Saturday and move on. It probably took me to Tuesday this week, to be honest with you. I think I was still wasn't not bad form on Monday, but I still wouldn't have said I was myself on Monday in relation to. It probably just was a tough one to take after after the previous week. And yeah, another tough game, and they're quite a strong side, particularly at home. Um, and with that, it's a big challenge for us. But uh, but the, you know the key things for us are I think in recent weeks we've shown we have a performance in us, um, and I think if we can go and eke that same performance level out again, um, you know then we have to be hopeful we can go there and get something. You talk about that level of expectation, particularly playing at home. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's unthinkable But Hibs were to lose that Or, or even fail to win that tonight The Easter Road against St Mirren Mark um, There would be quite the reaction wouldn't there? There would be yeah From from, from the Hibs supporters from, from Neil Lennon himself He's obviously I think he's I think Up until a couple of weeks ago He was frustrated with his players And giving them the benefit of the doubt Now I think he's angry And that's why he's keeping himself away from the media Because that we're talking about with Tony Docker, mm-hmm. he's not what he's slaughtering in them, and he's trying to keep them as best he can on side, just hoping that the wee win will spark it. And to be given an opportunity with the greatest of respect to St. Man, a home game against St. Man tonight, you probably couldn't ask for any better in terms of trying to win it. Mm-hmm. But the flip side, as you said, yeah. is if you don't beat St. Man, then there's serious questions hovering over Easter Road. Yeah. He's done it a couple of times, uh, you know, he's, he's stepped away from the media yeah. responsibility, and Gary Parker has stepped in. Once or twice when he was saying he was going to chuck it and all this kind of stuff, and Gary Parker said, "Okay, take a bit of a pinch of salt." And Gary yeah. knows him and kind of just kind of uh, just got over it. But the the one thing about Neil Lennon, uh, he, he did say at the end of last season that he felt was if 
you know, he wanted to improve. He didn't feel like maybe fourth or whatever else he was good enough, and he was. And so he's got real high uh, demands on himself, and then that transmits on his players. And if his players aren't matching those demands, then he can get very frustrated, and everybody knows that. So I think what he's trying to do is just t- take a little step away from it. You know, let everyone calm down. And sometimes I mind you, you've got to do that. Sometimes you say to the assistant, "Listen, you take the train today. You take everyone. I'll just, I'll just keep it the way." And just like because you you know you're you're maybe on their backs or you you're, you're pushing them too hard and the, and you're not getting the right reaction, so you go the opposite way. You take a step away and say, "Listen, hopefully that mm. just calms everybody down and get result." But as a big match, you, you mentioned at the start of the program. I mean, some huge matches tonight. I mean, Hamilton, as you mentioned, they get a great result, but they got to Dundee. Now a massive match for Dundee. And again, if Hamilton can win that tonight, I mean, what a boost mm. that would be for them. You know, in terms of you know even at this stage. You know, uh, I think that would know, put them eleven yeah, points yeah, clearer than these. Yeah, at this stage of the season, yep. it would be yep. almost guarantee them. You know, the 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 fact that they wouldn't be they wouldn't be uh, f- the bottom. So, f- big big matches all around. Okay, maybe you're on your way to Fir Park or Ibrox or any of the other grounds tonight, or maybe because it's such a miserable evening, you're ready for a night in front of the TV. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. Either way, let us know what's on your mind. David is a Celtic fan from Hillington. Hi, David. How you doing, bud? Um, just a separate one of both guys, but maybe Jim especially because he has knowledge of the championship. We know Celtic are looking for a number nine, uh, somebody that's that's going to come uh, come in and, and be a backup because he's not going to replace Edward or Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering with the boy Shank on the air. Um, mm-hmm. if there's been obviously a few rumours that that some of the clubs down south in the championship are having a look at Swansea today mm-hmm. were, were quoted. Would that be somebody you think maybe could? could come in for a year or two learn for the guys in front of him learn for the club get the experience of the club and then so maybe three or four years time when he's 28, 29 get the big massive move or whatever um, because if he goes to Swansea or anywhere any of those sorts of clubs I think if he doesn't have an impact right away they tend to put them on the scrap people and he comes back up the road a few years later with his confidence dented and things like that look at big Stevie May Mm-hmm. As an example, yeah. I just wonder if it'd be somebody Celtic should maybe consider. Yeah, David, I, I like you. I like your thoughts there. I mean, obviously, I, I know Lawrence. I had him at Morton uh, on loan. He was at St. Mirren on loan. It didn't quite click for him at either club. He had patches, and he was always a goal scorer. But you know what? What he's done, um, you know, has been absolutely a phenomenal turnaround. And uh, you know, his mentality. Uh, he's he's not not so much his attitude, but he's he's understood what what was required. He had to change his shape, his definition. Um, he got sharper. Um, he, he got better at everything. And I think a lot of credit goes to Ian McCall. Uh, no doubt about that at all because he, as a manager, has given them that confidence, playing in a style that suits them. Um, you know, we a real ta- attacking uh, threat all the time. And that's happened over the last couple of years. So he's went into an environment where he's get better and better. And I think, yeah, for three, 300 or 400 grand, I mean, we took Lewis Morgan for a similar, you know, look at him as a similar sort of guideline. Was in the championship, done well as it man scored goals, uh, with the potential to be better. So yeah, I think that there's there's you know that there is there's a, a good argument in there to say that he would be a good backup player. Listen, I think he put Lon Shackman in the Celtic team with the chances with Forrest and Singler and McGregor and these guys. Really, I think he would score mm. goals, absolutely no doubt about that. So I think yeah, for a backup player, he's, he's got a real physical presence. He's a strong boy. Um, I don't maybe look at maybe selling him two and three and four years down the line, but certainly for the next couple of years. Is a player who could supplement the players I've got. Yeah, I think I think it's a good shout. And you go, well, David. Well, the, 
the thing is, they say Edward's not going to stay long distance. He's there to do the, the, the Dembele thing and, and the Van Dyke and everything. If we know that, that's fine. That's what Celtic's business plan, and there's nothing wrong with that. Griffiths, you never know. He might end up for a few years at Celtic. But if Shankland improves the way that he could, because as you see, he's improved well. Mm-hmm. Um, goal scorers are hard to come by. And when we were struggling, Scotland were struggling for a goal scorer a few weeks ago. I was one of the guys saying, you know what, give him a punt because guys that can score goals can score goals all the time. Mm-hmm. They just have a knack and know where to be. Um, so if you see him come in, learn for a couple of years, get the games. We look at Scotty Bain as well. Scott Bain can come in and is in a chance next year possibly Celtic's number one in a year or two mm-hmm. because he's he, he learning, he's improving, he, he's doing what he needs to do, learning for the club's facilities, learning for the people there, learning for Brendan Rodgers who seems to improve every single player he comes up against. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not in two or three years' time is he, does he become their main striker if he improves enough? Mm-hmm. Mark Guidi, we've got a tug of war on our hands because David and Hillington want something to go to Celtic but Stephen and Fife want something to go to Rangers, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. I was just listening to that thinking, <laughs> well, the boys are Rangers fans so to be honest, it, it seems like it fits better for, uh, for the blue side of Glasgow than it does the green. But I've got to say, you know, there's a real resilience to the Rangers team this year that wasn't there last year. I'm sure the guys will agree. Um, especially when, it, for me, the turning point as a Rangers fan watching them this season was when they went when they lost a few men in the Europa League qualifier away at, I think it was Spartak um, and, they, and they came away with a nil-nil draw um, that particular result as an example uh, is, uh, demonstrates the resilience they've got but I think Lauren Shanklin could be the perfect understudy to Alfredo Morelos They're similar kind of ages and Lauren Shanklin so I'm led to believe as a Rangers fan um, so I think the fit is perfect I don't know What do you boys think? I, I would think with Lon Shankland And Jim will know better than me Jim's worked with him um, Stephen in, in, a, in, a, in a daily basis What you've got to remember now Is wherever Lon Shankland goes next And he will be somewhere It might be the summer Before he actually moves permanently But he, he, he is going to go um, Is how does he adapt to going somewhere Where he's maybe not going to play every week because he's had that for a, for a couple of years at Aberdeen, Aberdeen didn't yeah, he? Yeah. And then he, he got the big move from Queen's Park, I think, and then it didn't quite go to plan. But the, 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 the key elements for whether he ends up working under Stephen Gerrard or under Brendan Rodgers, if, if I want to call it a, an old firm tug of war at the moment, a wee situation that we've created um, tonight, is that does, there's no doubt he's got ability to put the ball in the back of the net. And I think you've got to give credit to Michael Moffat at Air United as well, who supplements him very well. But um, does he have the game intelligence and the patience to go to a bigger club and not lose focus and, and, and wait for his chance and does he have the intelligence to take it all on board take all the coaching on board at a higher level with a better level of player against a better level opposition can he do all that? I don't know but if you could get him for a couple hundred grand for Celtic and Rangers then why not? Why yeah. not go and give it a bash? No, I think it's him again. Similar we said there to David. Yeah, I think he'd be a, a great player for for um, you know for Rangers as well mm. because you know you've got Laverty, you've got Morelos, but I think uh, you know he does give you an, another mm. option. Can but, that be an issue though? As yeah. Mark says, where some guys just thrive on being the main man rather than yeah. a support act. Yeah, listen, you're playing every week, you're scoring goals, you are the star of the show. Of course, that makes a difference, but you know players understand. But the the, the thing that Lauren Chapman's done, I think, is is good. That he wasn't maybe a success. I don't say he's good, but he didn't, wasn't planned that way. But the mm-hmm. fact is, he's understood. I think that's the best way to describe it. He understood what he had to do to change to be a success, 
and he's went and done that. That tells you his mentality is terrific, and it also tells you he's not a boy that's blaming Derek McInnes or blaming someone else. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of boys always blame the coaches. He said, "What do I need to do to get myself to this level? Because I've got talent. How do I showcase it?" And he's went about that and done that, and that's all credit to him. So I think he's got the he's got all the attributes to be a top class player now, and I think whoever gets him are, are getting a bargain. So, but you're right. You know, if he goes down south and he's not playing every week, I mean, all, all of them at Burnley went down there, had to learn, had to wait a couple of years. Went on loan a couple you know, of times, yeah. Didn't he? So things like that can happen if it's Swansea, if it's Celtic or Rangers. You know, he's not going to be first choice. He gets handsomely paid. There's other aspects here. It all depends on a number of things. But mm. for me, he has a lot of attributes and a lot of assets. And for three hundred grand, a hundred grand. I think it's, a, it's it's well worth a risk Scott Plain's on Twitter at Clyde SSB He's an Air fan and he says Air could just let his contract run down And let him leave for nothing As long as he wants to stay And then get his big move in the summer It's 01419511025 To join us on the phones We're going to get a good full time teaser Up and running next And we'll hear from someone who's not been happy this week Craig Levine We'll hear from him soon Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 20 minutes until kickoff. Big games everywhere you look, all around the country this evening. Uh, we've obviously got the big one at Ibrox Rangers up against Aberdeen at Fir Park. Motherwell against Celtic. Elsewhere, though, incentives everywhere. Dundee against Hamilton. Hibs against St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Livingston, and St Johnson Hearts. So get in touch on any of those games. 01419511025. We've got a good full time teaser for you. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, last night's was just <laughs> unbelievable. There was the alphabet was involved. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, if you've not listened, you can listen. You can listen back on the podcast to the moment that Gordon DL thought A and F came next to each other in the alphabet. That's all I'm going to say. Listen back. Uh, right. Okay. Let me find the question. It helps if I've got the right bit of paper. Eric Duff, can you name the twelve players who scored for the losing teams in Scottish Cup finals? In the 80s and 90s So we do quite a lot of Sort of present day And last 10 And all the rest of it So let's go for 12 players Who scored for the losing teams In the Scottish Cup finals Of the 80s and 90s If you like the sound of that Or you think you can do better Full time At Clyde1.com Send your questions in And we'll try our best To use them on the show Any that spring to mind I've got it. I'm just uh, all the ones I'm thinking of are all one nils. Well, have you got have you got a tactic here? Well, are you going to start? Are you well, going to start think, most I'm, recently? Or no, I'm thinking back to saying like, well, Aberdeen was successful and the D&Eighty was you know that, that I'm looking at those type of teams in that era. Or John McLean, right? I think I've got one. Then. Never won a Scottish Cup, but he was there for good times in finals. Yeah, I think yeah, I've right. got one from '85. Stuart Beedy, yes. Mm. That's a that's a good one to kick off with. I've got high hopes for the rest of these. If that's your first one, '88. Kevin Gallagher Yes uh, I'm seeing a theme developing here I, I just, um, I've set him up here But I'm just letting him exactly run That's it It's a team effort Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can think of a number Ryan of 1-0s mm, No 99 was 1-0 to Rangers Against Celtic 90 Oh 98 98 2-1 Hearts no, Dundee, uh, against Rangers at Celtic Park and was it Ali McCoyst? 
It was Ali McCoist Alright that's a good start We've got 3 of the 12 We're looking for 12 players Who scored for the losing teams In Scottish Cup finals In the 80s and 90s Full time at Clyde1.com If you like the sound of that And you want to send in Some questions of your own If you want to just play along tonight The Twitter handle you need Is at ClydeSSB uh, Sam is a Celtic fan on the line We'll get to Sam in just a second I want to hear from Craig Levine first He's um been doing the media in the last couple of days he's he's still smarting from the weekend and the the offside goal that they conceded against Rangers um, even if tonight's game does throw up a controversial incident the Hearts boss says he's done speaking to referee chief John Fleming about these things it's a pretty blatant mistake especially when when the, the guy in charge of the referees is telling us that if we if we do hold a line on the 80 yard line then that's much better for his uh, for his officials so we do that. What can? What do I think? I mean, we had another six of those already this season that they've got wrong. So this isn't me just talking about it for the first time. I've been talking to, or Austin's been talking to John Fleming about this situation, been and they're continually getting it wrong. Has there been a conversation with John since? I'm, I'm not. I'm finished. Eh? What's the point? After that, I'm I'm finished speaking to John. I'll need to look up who the referee is um, I don't know off the top of my head In that game between Hearts and St Johnson tonight uh, I, I hope for various people's sake He has a quiet evening <laughs> I don't think yeah. uh, Either way I don't think Craig Levine and John Fleming Will be exchanging Christmas cards in the coming weeks No but I, I do think Craig's went overboard about it It was an error They <coughs> got it wrong I mean Rangers played in Europe there a couple of weeks ago Morelis was clearly onside to make it 4-2 Which could have made a huge difference Steven Gerrard was not upset about it, but it's he's not you know you know getting overboard about it. Um I think Cats, like everyone else, will get decisions throughout the season. We'll get penalties that weren't penalties, we'll get offside goals, etc. Uh and, and that's just part of the season that we, we play in, you know, and decisions are for you and against you. You can be frustrated, I understand frustration, but I do think that it's it's just carried mm. on a little bit too much for me and in the sense it's almost like you know, we never get a decision or, you know, it always goes against us and, you know, every team thinks that anyway. So he's no different from any other supporter or manager of their team. It'll be fine anyway, Mark Guidi, because if you're looking at that game and going, right, who's the ref? Hopefully someone who didn't make a mistake at the weekend. Oh, it's Andrew Dallas. Yeah. yeah I mean, I was at the cup final. He's, the ref, t- he's the ref yeah. tonight though for yeah, Craig yeah. Levine. Yeah, I mean... Without singling out any ref, because I don't like to do it. I've always tried to defend him the past couple of years, made a conscious effort. Gordon but A first of all I have to say having watched a number of games all over the country and very rarely actually Celtic and Rangers so I don't go in for this or oh, there's an anti-Celtic agenda or an anti-Ranger agenda they, they make mistakes as is expected they're human all over the country every week Jim will see it as well in his league and in the championship but I have to say first of all I wondered why Andrew Dallas was given the cup final I thought the cup finals were meant to be handed on on merit for having a good first half of the season and then the Scottish Cup final Likewise, the second half of the because when I see Andrew Dallas, it just seems to make too many mistakes for my liking. And watching him on Sunday, I mean, how on earth he awarded a penalty kick? Never in a million years was that a penalty kick. It was it was a really really poor decision. And thankfully, actually, Joe Lewis saved it and it kept the game alive at one 0 But had it not been, it would have been a yeah, dead. But, but a by, dead by rights, he should have retaken it. Joe Lewis is about three yards off his I, line well, again. So there's there, there, he got he got it wrong both times. There is that. <laughs> As well, but one thing watching him on Sunday live, and I know it's a cup final, he's maybe what, what he has to do for me, apart from his decision making, Gordon, and I've said this before, is his man management. He is far too aggressive. 
The way he handles players The way he speaks to players His actions His mannerisms He is Rather than calming things down And diffusing He's actually adding to things And I really think that Somebody should have a word with it And explain to him Apart from decisions That is something He's got to seem more Approachable More amenable I don't mean he's got to go out there Laughing and joking But just Calm himself down And maybe if he does that And stops trying to be too confrontational And, and almost The things that players hate Kind of as if they're like Speaking down to him That headmaster thing Calm down And he might make better decisions Sam's a Celtic fan in Newton Merns What's in your mind tonight Sam? Hi, how you doing guys? Um, hey, I'm calling in I've got two points to make mm-hmm. uh, Before I make my main point um, I want to touch on what Craig Levine said um, I think standard referee in Scotland is dire uh, I think that I think the sooner VAR comes in the better uh, I think that I think it would stop these decisions I mean you look at the weekend there there's the penalty decision and there was also the offside goal um, multiple decisions have gone wrong and I think for the benefit of the whole of Scottish football I think VR would be Excellent. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree. Well, uh, and by the way, one of the worst of the weekend. I don't know if you've seen it because this is what happens. It's the high-profile games yeah. that, that get all the attention. Have you seen the decision not to award Partick Thistle a penalty at Queen of the South? No, Yeah, I mean you heard Gary Caldwell yeah. certainly was very. And well, I'll show you at the next yeah. break, and that is as bad, if not worse, than the lot. Listen, I, I don't. I, I'm not a big lover of VAR because I think that um, still an opinion somewhere along the line, the slow of down, slow motion, etc. It's coming in, we understand that at the top level, it's in, in some aspects just now. But um, for me, listen, I, I watched uh, some of the, you know, supposedly the best referees in the world and the best league in the world, as you say, in the, in the, the Premiership. And there's some horrendous decisions every week. I mean, obviously, the, the famous Danny Danny Ings uh, rant there, or was it Charlie Austin? Yeah, Charlie Austin, sorry. Rant, sorry, it's Southampton a couple of weeks ago when a goal was uh, chalked off and he's, he's on the rant. And then we've seen, uh, you know, Ryan Sterling kicking, kicking the ground, getting a penalty. And, and European football and things like that. So, mistakes are made at every single level. I think, you know, it's, as long as it's not, you know, epidemic, and I don't think it is, I think that they're honest mistakes made by uh, referees. And we mark, I think it's more relevant for, for referees just to be a little bit more uh, in, in touch with the, mm. the players and the, and the managers. You know, there's so many things that they seem to want to get involved in. Uh, rather than just referee mm. the match, and I think that personality thing does come into mm. it. I'm not just talking about Andrew Dawson, but all the referees. So for me, I don't think we've got the worst referees. I don't think um, you know we're, we're referees are. Uh, I think my referees are decent. I have to be honest with you, the vast majority of them. But in high profile games, it's always going to be more in the spotlight. Rangers and Celtic might get a look at VAR, of course. I think they well, they have to reach the Europa League final. It's coming in in the latter stages of the Champions League. And I think it's the Europa League final. Someone will correct me on that one. Uh, Sam, what was your second point? Uh, my second point was two points about Celtic game tonight. Um, I think Celtic will win quite comfortably. I uh, hope Lee Griffiths gets a couple goals. Um, but questioning on the team, um, I think that we should be playing Izagiri. Uh, I think Tierney think he's an excellent player. But I think we've got some big games coming up. We've got the old farm at the end of the month. End of the month sorry. Um, and I think that we've got a European game coming up next Thursday. Um, I think we should keep him as fresh as possible. Um, I want to know your thoughts on that. Mm. Yeah, I'm a wee bit surprised that um, someone like Kieran Tierney is here a couple of weeks ago. He did look a bit tired and obviously missed out in the Scotland game because he felt with a tight hamstring. And with the uh, Ayer out, um, obviously a big doubt over Boyata now with a hamstring. 
then you do certainly don't want to be losing uh, someone like Kieran Tierney. Uh, that's for sure. So yeah, Sam, I think that is a little bit surprising. I know he wants to play every game. He's you know he's a yeah, desperate to play involved, but I'm a, a little bit surprised in that one. I think that uh, he's a guy mm. he could have could have obviously had some game time tonight. I mean, you can only guess at this moment in time until you speak to Brendan Rodgers. Is it just perhaps that you know changing three of the back four? Is it is it maybe about is it is that seen as too much? Oh, let's put the goalkeeper back in as well, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I th- for me, anyway, I I, I think Sam's got a, a valid point. There are some players there. That I think that are, uh, you know, there's you really want to make sure you know your key players are available. I know they've got a huge squad and every player's a talented player, but certainly for me in mm. that area, particularly when you've got the injuries to the two other centre backs, it's maybe maybe a, a risk that uh, you know that uh, didn't he have to take. I think I've found the real reason It would be pretty much impossible For Kieran Tierney to live any closer to Fir Park yeah, Than he does uh, So maybe uh, it's because it's a short walk It's just yeah. the ideal night for him I think that, that's it It'll be in the bath for oh, o'clock Honestly It <laughs> couldn't be closer um, Sam What do you think? Uh, well I think I think As much as I don't want to drop our best players I think sometimes you need the best players I mean we've had Edward up front most of the season and I think they dropped to put Griffiths in to kind of freshen it up a bit I think it would have been a good move I mean we shouldn't be signing someone to leave him on the bench the majority of games play once or twice mm-hmm. um, I think he's there for rotation to, to push on forward and try and keep the team, Getting the team. Awesome. yeah alright Good man, thank you to Sam and Newton Merns. Sam, just going to move this on so I can get the question in and, and squeeze in another caller before we get, we get to the break. We're looking for 12 players who scored for losing teams in the Scottish Cup finals of the 80s and 90s. Guys like Stuart Beattie in 85 for Dundee United, Kevin Gallagher also for Dundee United in 88, and Ali McCoist for Rangers in 98. I, I think I've got every Cup final down in the number of 1-0s, but I know I'm... I'm <laughs> I could give you all the one nil. <laughs> Fine enough. No but, thanks. Uh, we're looking for obviously for somebody ninety one Motherwell Dundee United. So it's a Dundee United goal scorer in the four three game. Is that right? So whoever get the third goal. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. They no, just they no, just no. scored for losing yeah, teams. Any, any, so you could be looking for one, two, or three people from that day. Oh, so I need to get them all. No, no, mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah. Or just one. Oh. oh no, we need to get them all. It's twelve players who scored for losing ah, teams. Ah, right, okay. Well, that makes sense because I was struggling to get. Okay, in '84, Aberdeen v Celtic. It was two one for Aberdeen. I think Roy Aitken get sent off that day. And was it Brian McClare. No. Quite a good player, this guy. Uh, Frank McAvaney Frank McGarvey David Proven I think more sort of middle of the park Paul McStay Yes Paul McStay, Paul Paul McStay. McStay. Right, I... Did Billy Dodds Is he in it? He's not in it no. No, Other one we're looking for Jim uh... So you are, I'll give you a clue You are looking for three On Mother, that, that uh, day uh, against uh, Motherwell Like you say players. Yeah in 91 uh, Let's speak Ian to Jim Ferguson uh, No Duncan Ferguson No Let's speak to Jamie in Renfrew. Mm. What's your point regarding the Rangers team tonight, Jamie? Well, I'm a bit disappointed that Halliday's been dropped. I don't understand that. Just on the way to the game now, just walking down the Broomland, uh, Broomland Road. But I don't understand how Halliday's been dropped, to be honest. Because how's Flanagan merited a team over, been merited to get in the team over Halliday? I don't understand. The passion that Halliday shows is setting to run. He's a born leader. He's a Rangers fan. He was brought up there. I'm not just saying that's why he should be in the team. But Flanagan has been shocking. That's been in- instrumented throughout the European games, and I think it's Gerard being biased. He's Liverpool boys. I think there's some sort of cause. 
<laughs> no, well, I, don't, I don't think there's any cause, Jimmy. I think that uh, he's a guy that picks uh, players. I, I certainly don't think he, he, you know because he played for Liverpool, he's got some sort of Liverpool connection because. Uh, you know your your job as a manager to put the players that you feel the best ones available um, to win the match. But I, I I'd say at the start of the show I was a bit surprised at Andy Halliday simply because I think he's given them balance and balance. Um, I think um, you know he's nothing to do with the fact he's a Rangers fan. I think that's a material. Was fifty thousand the other night they would all like to play for Rangers, but no, wouldn't be good enough. So you've got to be good enough. But um, you know I, I'm a bit surprised because Flanagan definitely struggled a little bit in a couple of the games. Um, he's, he's not a natural left back, but, but it's certainly not. It's certainly not an agenda because he's he's got a Liverpool connection. But I think it's certainly got a Liverpool connection. No. I think that's why boys like Jairus playing. He's been he's been good a few games, but for me, people at Arsenal maybe playing the regular basis, and I think that's the. I think it's just biased. I think there's something caused. That's what I think. Being honest, I think there's a conspiracy behind it. That <laughs> we're going to get so anky, but not. So yeah. No, Solanke's a good Dangry. player. Does it matter? Yeah, I'm in January, but Liverpool only going to give them if they were not playing our own players, and I think that's the reason behind it. The thing is, Fl- Flanagan's not in loan, though, no. Jamie. No, Flanagan's not in loan. Going, but yeah, it looks good. Yeah, but you're you're citing you're citing them. You're, you're citing Flanagan. I tend to agree in terms of it. I don't think he's looked up to. It. I think when Rangers signed, I thought, oh, why Flanagan good shout. Although. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's right back in his best position. But he was also signed because he supposedly could play could both, and that, that was yeah, the yeah. idea. What, what, just to tidy up, I'm not trying to rate overall Cole here, but what is the definitive situation on Lee Wallace? Well, the last definitive on it was Stephen Gerrard, the Rangers AGM, who said that he had better options in that area of the field than Lee Wallace. Well, purely without, football. Okay, now I know Lee Wallace has hardly kicked a ball this season, but I would have to say. If you got Lee Wallace focus and said, "Listen, you, you, we're going to give you a run at it," with all respect, I think he would be a far better bet than than Flanning. I think he played. Back. I think he played at centre back for Rangers in a bounce game the other day because Borna Barisic played at left back, so he's yeah. clearly close yeah. uh, to yeah, full fitness. Barisic is, is obviously. I, I think it was a terrific um, signing and, and really good going forward. But listen, Jamie's got his his, his views. Um, he's a supporter. He's entitled to them. Um, personally speaking I don't think it's anything to do with um, any connection to Liverpool it's just to do with the fact is that he obviously thinks that Flanagan's a, a solid dependable defender and he wants to mind listen you know players do make mistakes uh, over a, you know a, a period of time there Katic was in at first had a couple mm-hmm. of bad games Golson made a couple of mistakes so you know people people have their views but um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory there Alright, thank you to Jamie and Renfrew Enjoy the game since you're just walking to the stadium uh, Got a bit of a treat for you early um, In fact, it's very soon indeed From the 10th of December, Glasgow once again playing host To 128 of the best snooker players in the world The Scottish Open returns to the Emirates Arena On the 10th of December uh, Scottish favourite John Higgins, of course He was recently in this studio He's back in action In fact, when we had a, had a super scoreboard snooker tournament A couple of years back Was the... The champion, not one of you two. It was me. No, it was you. Tough, I, tough. You're, the, you're the top player <laughs> in the team. Yeah. Well, I think DL obviously had his. Well, he likes to talk uh, a good he, game. He thought he was up for it, didn't he, Martin? But, I, uh, I think what, what happened with God was he, he tried to mix a glass of wine with a snooker cue and it never. Ah, happened. funny that. Yeah. Well, anyway, Jim Duffy isn't in action. He's a good snooker player, but he won't be there. If you fancy going along, all the details, including how to get tickets, are online. And if you go to Clyde1.com right now, you might as well go and check it out at the moment. You can also enter to win VIP tickets to the final on the sixth. What a cracking weekend that Ooh, will be! Kickoffs, that, Gordon. Can I enter? I'd be I'm not sure. I, I doubt it. Uh, kickoffs in the big games coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Mark Weary and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Where the games are underway Motherwell against Celtic um, Is the game at Fir Park Of course we've got Rangers Against Aberdeen at Ibrox And big games everywhere else You look Dundee against Hamilton Hibs against St Mirren Comarnock Livy and St Johnson Hearts We'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens inside the, the opening stages Before we go off air And uh, of course all the post-match reaction on tomorrow night's programme from 6 o'clock You're in good hands tomorrow Because Gordon DL being the big motherwell man that he is He's along at Fir Park doing his homework tonight And I think Mark Wilson might even be there as well So uh, never let it be said they don't take their, their research seriously Let's just stay with the action at Fir Park in case anything's happening Mother will have it in the box um, Nothing doing at the moment Right okay We need to do some work On this teaser Eric Duff sent it in We're looking for 12 players Who've scored For the losing teams In Scottish Cup finals Of the 80s And 90s Paul McStay Stuart mm-hmm. Beattie Kevin Gallagher Ali McCoy so far uh, John Cohen Yes Hearts 96 5-1 for, for Rangers And David Odds Yes Dundee United 81 Right we're looking for An Airdrie player was that the 92 or 93 final? 92, 92 final yeah. Rangers beat Airdrie Stevie Cooper? No Tall I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he's a striker Oh, a Andy Smith Yes Andy Smith Andy Smith Uh-huh Uh-huh We're doing not bad We're getting there I'm still looking for seed in the United players You are Duffy All, for, all from the game. same game From 91 David Bowman? Yep Oh, good shoot I mean, he's a regular goal scorer, but David Bowman, John Clark, no. Now I'll tell you, one of them is a, I mean, a, a well-known, no, a well-known Scottish striker went on to play for other big clubs in Scotland as well. Um, played for the Scotland national team. I think he went to France '98. I'll double check it. Kevin Gallagher, nope. Oh, what you got, got him. Got yeah. him. Maybe I'm off with my France 98 shout But he was certainly played for For Scotland And he's a striker Yeah uh-huh. Billy McKinley No he's a midfielder I know he's a he's midfielder got, I'm just trying to guess He's got 28 Scotland caps this guy uh, Yeah he went to He went to Euro 96 And the World Cup in 98 Good I'm, I'm glad I haven't sold you a dummy there Euro 96 You'll absolutely kick yourself on this one Kick myself on No doubt about it I almost think it would be more fun to just leave you with this one. Text Lorraine Kelly and ask him if she can tell us. Who's that duff? You I mean, honestly, see, see if you look at the clubs up here as well that this guy's played for. I can't believe you've not got it. <laughs> Some of the names you've given me are brilliant answers. This is arguably. Is this Ferguson? No. And he's a striker. Right, I'm going to run through the rest of these clubs. Right. Ready? Newcastle, Hibs, Celtic. Honestly, Hearts. Come on You're joking me It's always the same when you know it You're He's like got the same initials as Derek Johnson This is an all time low for you Mark Weedy I, I hold you in higher esteem than this Mark Weedy It's not me that's for sure It's not me in higher esteem Yeah sorry Jim uh, No forget <laughs> me Davey, I, I know Davy. Derek Davey, Oh my so. goodness Early injury concern for Motherwell Captain Peter Hartley is down And it looks yes, like he, he may not be able to continue He's getting a bit of treatment We'll wait and see Only four minutes gone Darren Jackson Oh, Darren Jackson <laughs> Finally Darren Jackson my Darren goodness. Jackson <laughs> Right, let's squeeze in William Who's a Celtic <laughs> fan in Craig End Hi, William How you doing, guys? Is Paul Elliott He's not Oof. He no. is not Just to meet get, William, thanks <laughs> Uh, just to talk about uh, Johnny Hayes, uh, I don't think I, don't, I think he's running out of chances at Celtic. Uh, 
personally, I don't think he's good enough at Celtic. I think Bruce uh, Morgan or Mikey Johnson would have been better the night to play, but I don't even see them on the bench, so I don't know if there's a problem with injury or whatever. But it was a, just that point and a point that Mark made earlier about uh, Lewis Ferguson. He said Lewis Ferguson would be worth four, five, six million pounds. Couple of years down the line, yeah, I would, I would think so. Just William, two, two yeah. seconds, William. We've got a goal. Kilmarnock one, Livingston nil. Greg Stewart, on you go. Greg Stewart, mate. Uh, no, just just what Mark said. He said last week that uh, players players don't go for that unless they're playing European football. And then he, and then he came out with that one tonight. Uh, with Lewis Ferguson could go for four, five, six million. It was just a bit of a contradiction. No, it's I not because I think he could. I think he will eventually play for his country. And if you just look at are you a Celtic supporter, William? Did you say? Uh, of yeah. course I yeah, well, you, well, you look at um, you look at, for example, Scott McKenna, yeah. who hasn't has played a couple of European qualifiers. Celtic were prepared to pay five million pounds in the summer for him. Aberdeen knocked it back. Aston Villa were prepared to pay six million, and they knocked it back. So I'm not contradicting myself. I'm actually talking up a good young Scottish player, and I think he will become. If Aberdeen don't sell him sooner than that. Within two years, yeah, he'll be a minimum four yeah, John, million pound John, midfielder. John McGinn went for was it three and a half, four million pounds. Yeah. He's another one that never really played, played European football, football. Yeah, so yeah. no, the, 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 I, I think the bracket quality. I talk about is eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's, million, that's, they, that's what I talk about. What, what about that William's initial point on on Johnny Hayes? I mean, listen, there's five minutes gone for Park. He might go on to have a stormer tonight, but uh, the, the more nights like this that come around, they don't come around often. No. He's not played since August. Are nights like this big for guys like Johnny Hayes? Yeah, I think that they are. Because, but he, I mean, listen, you've got to remember he had a serious injury when yeah. he went to Celtic, the broken leg, and you know he was he, he really been you know out of the picture. And then obviously by that time, Lewis Morgan's been signed, Mikey Johnson, as William has said, has come through into the first team. Uh, and again, you know, there comes a time where you've maybe got to say, listen, we need to give him maybe a couple of games to see is he good enough, <laughs> you know? And if he's not, then you move him out maybe in January and um, you know you maybe either promote some of those younger players or you, or you bring in a replacement but I don't have any, any any issue with the manager you know f- throwing the challenge down to Johnny Hayes tonight he is a good player whether he's good enough for Celtic I mean it, it obviously it's difficult because you need a run of games uh, Final word to you William just make it quite quick if you can we're running out of time I do agree with you I think it's hard to come in I know uh, Custy's done it. He's come in for the cold, and, he, and he's managed to keep his place. So, and uh, for for Hayes, for Hayes, I think I'm no, I'm not too sure. I don't. I've seen, I've seen enough of him to say that I don't think he'll make it at Celtic. Mm. Let me tell you about some big goals. They're big. Uh, what a frantic start it's been. Saint Mirren are one up at Hibs, and it's we've got a goal at Ibrooks as well. One nil. To Aberdeen Scott McKenna The man that you've just been mm-hmm. speaking about yeah. Has put Aberdeen in front well, That's uh, worth 10 million now. <laughs> What a start this has been Honestly Hibs nil, St Mirren 1 What a shock that would be yeah. Kilmarnock 1 Livy nil. Motherwell and Celtic still goalless It's Rangers nil, Aberdeen 1 Scott McKenna with the goal And it's St Johnson nil, Hearts 1 How they need Oof, a goal as well Early goals Gordon Brilliant What a great night so What far. a great night It is uh, shaping up to be mm. Thank you to William and Craig End um, I think we will leave that one there for now. What about the teaser then? Twelve we're players. For three. We're looking for one more than the United. Yeah, player. twelve players who scored for the losing teams in the Scottish Cup finals of the eighties and nineties. From a Rangers player from eighty-two, Rangers, when Aberdeen beat them. Um, Bobby Russell, Davy Cooper, no. Uh, Derek Johnson. Eighty-two. Mm. We'll do the old uh, Derek and Hugh Keevans one. We'll just do initials. Mm. I think it's it's more. Alec fun. Miller. J M. Mm. J. John Mac. McDonald Yes John, John McDonald, McDonald. Yeah. Okay, John McDonald. You're looking for an Aberdeen one in 93 Which I reckon 
is the hardest. 93, who was that against Rangers? Scott Booth? No, I think this is the hardest. Jordan. I must say. Um, 93. Ian Jess? And I would love to know more about this guy off the top of my head. Is it Rangers? No, did Rangers no, win? It's, Ab- it's Aberdeen. Yeah, but did Rangers beat them? Uh, I think they did yeah, at Celtic Park. I think Park. so. Yeah, I think they did at Celtic Wait, Park. Was it not? Was it a Dutch? Was he, is he Dutch? He's not. I no. think he's English. He's a, his initials are LR. Oh, oh, I can I can picture him, Lee, Lee Richardson. Yes, Richardson. well done. And oh, the one you're missing is a, is, a, is another Dundee United from '91. Initials J O J O about as common a first name as you as you get John. beginning with you. Yes. <laughs> We're getting there. John John O something. John O'Reilly. Oh John O'Neill. No, no, John, John O'Neill. John O'Reilly was. We got there in the end. <laughs> Goals raining in everywhere. Aberdeen are still a goal up at Ibrox. It's still goalless between Motherwell and Celtic. Hearts are winning. St Mirren are winning. Kilmarnock are winning. It's all happening, and we'll have all the reaction tomorrow from six in the company of Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Don't miss it, and stay where you are because Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.